Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. You've heard me talk about my friends at Palo Alto Networks. Zero Trust OT Security, delivering a comprehensive security solution for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. But did you know that the Palo Alto Network solution provides over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures? Now that's best-in-class security delivered. Learn more about Palo Alto Network's zero-trust OT security solutions and how you can achieve 351% ROI over five years. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network solution by going out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Welcome to the Industrial <laughs> Talk Podcast with Scott yes. McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat. Grab your work boots and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, a platform dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world. And that's you. I'm pointing at you at the video camera. You are bold. You are brave. You dare greatly. You innovate. You collaborate. You solve problems. You are making the world a better place. That's why we celebrate you on Industrial Talk. And we are broadcasting here at SMRP 31st Annual Conference. Yes, next year is going to be 32. And if you're not here at 31, you need to put 32 on your calendar because it is a collection of individuals, professionals, who are in reliability, asset management, and maintenance, all dedicated to you solving problems. And if you're in that world, you need to be here. You need to go out to smrp.org. smrp.org should be your first stop because they have symposiums, they have other conferences, they have... Doggone it, they have affiliates, you name it, SME, SMRP.org, SME, that's another one, SMRP.org. And you get to meet people like Heather and Mark. Chris. They're in the hot seat. Chris? Chris. You're Chris? Chris. Take two. No. <laughs> We're going to roll with that one. Chris, I thought it was, I thought it was Mark. It's Chris. What a, what a bozo. That's okay. You know, it's out of just respect. Yeah, it's all right. It's not a gloss over. I look like a Mark. <laughs> you do. I look like a Steve. Everybody used to call me Steve, Chris. <laughs> let me let me get rid of this Mark, Chris. <laughs> Mark it off. Mark it off. Get rid of my Mark. You guys having a good conference? Awesome. Yeah? Great yes. What makes it awesome? All the different people here collaborating to make things better in the industrial world of things. Yeah. You agree with that yeah, there, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep on saying Chris, Chris, Chris. Yeah, it's yeah. meeting meeting all the different you know different people in the different uh, different worlds of you know the reliability world. So, yeah, how long you been with uh, with the Asset Watch? We've both been with the company about a little over two years. Yeah, still young. Still young. The company's been around for ten years, though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It actually, so it's been around for ten years. It, it just rebranded. Um, this year so rebranded it was, yeah like it was what? formerly known as nicola labs and uh and it you know it started off as a different technology and then went into the wireless uh, vibration sensor technology so that's kind of where we're at now and the first, it, it actually the the first uh application wasn't actually out in the field until 2019 huh. so it's 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 actually very new is but it now, really yeah and you guys are right at the the beginning of it yeah the beginning yeah, but it's the company's growing super fast um 
you know, coming out with new technology for the company um, under under the Asset Watch logo. So we, we currently we offer a, a continuous monitoring, and then uh, we just implemented an oil analysis program that ties into our software, and then a collect uh, application for your list. Less critical. There's not a test on this. Is there a test on no. this? No. <laughs> There's no test. No test. We want to cover all the bases with the facilities and make sure that we accomplish their uh, goals. All right. Before we get into the conversation, just Heather, we're going to start with you. Perfect. Give us a little background on who you are. I'm Heather Lavero. I'm from Chicago, and I started in industrial manufacturing, actually in the steel industry. And so I went from working in the plants to then finding a way to, you know, help the plants go from that preventative to more predictive state, utilizing the newest technology out there today. So now I'm on the other side of things, working with the uh, facilities I worked with in the past. Steel. Do you, uh, Stelco and DeFasco, did you ever go up there? No, I didn't. No, I was... Uh, it's the only steel place I've ever been Hamilton. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, it's awesome. So we get to work with all the, you know, people I used to work with and help them improve their processes at Asset Watch. There you go. All right, Chris, formerly known as Mark. Mark, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my name's Chris Becker. I'm a, uh, the actual title is a Senior Condition Monitoring Engineer, fancy name for uh, Vibration Analyst. But I'm Cat3 Certified Vibration Cat3, Analyst. Cat3, I was just getting ready. What cat are you? Cat3. Cat3. Um, yeah, I've got about 13. If you were Mark, you would be Cat4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i got about 13, 13 years in the reliability uh, industry. Um, most of my experience been, has been in the vibration um, field. Uh, before I came to Asset Watch, I worked as a service provider where I went out and did a lot of route data collection. Um, I was a certified laser shaft alignment trainer for the last company I worked for. Ton of, ton of experience, field balance and rotors, um, RDI motion amplification, thermography. So that's a, Look at you. You're just the walking conference. Yeah. Yeah, you just a, a lot spouted of off a bunch of things that Jack are all trades here. <laughs> yeah, you just spouted off a bunch of things like yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I know that. Yeah, I have. I've, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate fortunate to to learn a lot of different things. So <clears throat> clearly, yeah. Now I feel so inadequate. <laughs> so, give us. A, now we're talking primarily about vibration, but you guys do a lot more than that, right? We, we're mainly in the vibration industry, um, vibration and temperature, and then as of recent, we're getting into oil analysis. We, we hired a, um, a lubrication manager, and he's really a lubrication expert, and developed this oil program, so I'm actually really excited about that, but yeah. Um, How does it differ? How does it differ from all the other oil? What, you see, here's, here's the challenge. You know, you go up and down the, these, and it's all great, and it's wonderful technology. I, because I'm a simpleton, mm -hmm. I, have, I have difficulty seeing the difference between, hey, that's oil analysis. I get it. Yep, yep, lube those bearings. Got to make sure. Oh, oh, here's another one. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, so with oil Come analysis and, and really a lubrication program, it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with vibration very well. Um, specifically, um, we just had a really good win at a, at a steel facility um, where I thank you, one, Heather. Yeah, one of my one of, one of the customers that I that I manage that I, I really you know I I look at their vibration data and call out issues that I see you know and give them recommendations on things to check. But I, I was on a it was on a um, recoiler gearbox and um, I call I've seen a gear mesh issue you know high gear mesh frequency with side bands indicating a gear wear you know. And uh, I asked him when the last time that they had done an oil analysis, you know, pulled a sample for this gearbox, and it had been two years. So long story short, we went in there and pulled a sample, figured out that the oil was extremely dirty, but that wasn't the, the main factor. The main factor was is that we found that they were running the wrong viscosity oil for that application. 
and uh, they couldn't shut the shut the gearbox down for like three months <clears throat> to change the oil because it's it, it takes a long time to do that. Ho, so, ho, 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 you just said three months to change the oil? They couldn't shut the application down, oh. the, 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 the line. Oh, I got you. They didn't, they, they didn't have an outage plan for like another three months to actually do this type of work. And so what they did is they filtered the oil and uh, got the oil much cleaner. And the, the gear mesh started to look better, but it was still there. And long story short, once they were able to drain the oil out and change and put in the, the proper 320 viscosity oil, all the gear mesh frequencies went away. So it was a it was a pretty cool find for you know our first time really getting into the oil analysis. So you know the oil analysis on the PF curve, you know you talk about uh -huh. oil uh -huh. oil analysis to catch things before vibration, and that's that's true in some things. It's, it just depends on the fault of what you're you know what you're trying to find. You know vibration will catch certain things before oil will, depending on whether it's a structural issue or an alignment issue. But oil is going to catch you know like bearing potentially bearing or gear problems well before vibration can sometimes. So we have a lot of devices, devices out there. They're oh, vibration yeah. devices, this, yeah. that, and the other thing. Absolutely. Will it eventually, and this is just a question to you, you know, just a question to you, will it eventually change vibration and your role in vibration? You know, that's a great question. A lot of people are focused on AI. Is I mean, is that kind of what you're going? Yeah, with? yeah. because so. you know these, these devices are able to um, predict or, or see some vibration. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just because your skills are so unique. Yeah, can that be translated into something? I think it can, and I think it will be eventually. I still think that we're we're you know years away from it to be to be a hundred percent accurate. But uh, I think we'll get there eventually. Um, I still think that you're going to need vibration analysts to, you know, there's always there's always issues out there that, that really need deep dive, like you really need to go in and do more things than it just being a structural looseness or a bearing going out or, you know, like resonance, for example. I mean, resonance is, sometimes it's really easy to take care of a resonance issue and sometimes it's not because there could be resonant frequencies in, in multiple um, parts of the, the structure, you know, different resonant frequencies. But um, I think there's a potential that, you know, we could get taken out of, of the equation, but I think that there's still going to be a need eventually, you know. But you being a Cat 3, you know, you're, you're pretty safe. <laughs> I would like to think so. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people are really, uh, a lot, you know, there's a ton of sensor companies out there. We're one of them. And, um, you know, all the, all the sensor companies are really trying to advertise AI and AI machine learning. And, uh, you know, we have that as well. But... Um, the way it really works on our side of things is we we kind of we utilize the AI and the machine learning to really help us manage and what we're looking at. You know, um, the, our solution doesn't send an automated alert out to a to a customer that from AI. It's actually a, a, a Cat three or Cat four analyst looking at the data and then writing up a prescriptive rec uh, recommendation. All right, so Heather, we're sitting here that uh, we're again collecting information, collecting data vibration loop all of that stuff we're doing what we need to do from a, from that perspective does acid watch have a platform to be able to dis display it what, what how do i then i'm pulling all that information what now what 
now you know? what? Yeah. We set you up for success is what we do at Asset Watch. Uh, we basically, when we did the name change from Nicola Labs to Asset Watch, that's because we're providing you. An <laughs> it's, it's a little, yeah, I can understand it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because we want to provide one platform to make it really easy for facilities to see all the different, you know, things that are making their assets have the best health. So we're tying in in one platform for an individual facility, you know, exactly what we're monitoring. We're providing them the vibration, the temperature, the oil results, all the important factors, soon to be, you know, other product offerings as well that are going to be in one platform that everyone has access to and it's really user-friendly. So then we did, we just basically dedicate a team to partner with them and train them on how to use it and keep in touch with them and collaborate and ensure the success of the program and resolving those, you know, asset faults that we find together as quickly as possible and then have that ROI. When we start talking about uh, the, the monitoring of these assets, and okay, we've got this, uh, is there an, uh, an automated approach to your lube program where you're saying, hey, I'm seeing some, seeing some bad data, let's, let's see if we can remotely... So that's definitely how we operate. We, we do most of everything remotely unless we go on site for training. And what we do is all of our oil results come right into our platform from our lab. And we're going to lay out exactly what we're seeing in that oil, you know, oil analysis report, right? We're going to provide you with the hard copy of the report right on that asset page, but then also the key metrics like the wear particle content, the viscosity, the water contamination. And then what we do at Acid Watch that makes us different, and you were asking earlier, like yeah. what sets us apart, yeah. there's so many different options out there today is... We're partnering with you and interpreting the data. We're not just providing threshold alerts. We're literally going to tell you what's going on, how we're going to fix it together, and following it through the process. And we do the same thing with the oil program. You have an oil expert, and they're going to walk with you through it. We found, you know, this is this has you know the wrong fluid, right? Let's correct it. And we're going to work through that together and ensure that every time we pull a sample, it's getting better and better that each and every time. Now, Chris. We're talking about the data and collecting the data. How quickly can I uh, get some prescriptive direction from Asset Watch? Because time is always of the essence. Yeah, and absolutely. and if you have a an escalating fault or failure po potentially because mm -hmm. it's outside of the parameters or whatever mm -hmm. the algorithm might be, how quickly can we turn this stuff around? So that's a great question. Um, so typically, how it works with our with our solution is we, when we when we when our our team installs sensors, then we dedicate a CME like myself to start looking at the data, you know, and uh, we do a deep dive in, in all of the data, you know, and and try to find faults, you know, whether it might be misalignment or it looks like you know you got a bearing defect in this motor or whatever it might be, and so we write up a maintenance recommendation and we email those out as necessary. There's also also an automated weekly report that goes out every Monday. <clears throat> but then what we typically do is we meet with the customer and they have the option, once we write up the, the maintenance alert, the, the maintenance recommendation, excuse me, they can communicate through the software to us. We also can integrate into their CMMS where they can, it automatically creates a work order, they get a work order, they close the work order and, and put in notes of what they did and then we get a notification on our end. However, um, just yesterday, you know, with some AI, uh, in the software, I got an, I got a notification that uh, this huge uh, it's a rotary shear, and it's shearing steel, and uh, the vibration shot up within the last 24 hours, and so I start looking at the data, and it looks like a, a possible rotating clearance issue in the bearing. Um, you know, maybe the inner race spun on the shaft or something. 
So I wrote up a maintenance recommendation, emailed it out, and you know, since I'm concerned about this and I think it could fail, I actually called the customer and I, you know, I spoke with them and they actually went out immediately and, and addressed the issue. And they actually bore scoped it and they found the bearing looked okay. And they moved the sensor and made sure that the sensor was placed in the right, right location. But then again today, I looked at it. It's still, the vibration went down a little bit, but it's still higher. I still think they have an issue. And I'm working with them through email right now to, to kind of give them an update. So real time, baby. It's, it's, it's real a lot time. Of, it's it's a definitely lot of, real time. Weekends, a lot, people lot of, need help. A lot of communication. Out. Yeah, you, know? you got to be there at any time they need your help. Here's a here's here's a scenario. It's like once once the the condition is on in black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Then the company needs to do something about it, right? Or possibly or plan or Correct. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Do you have anybody that says I don't want to know? You know. <laughs> There's you know, all different facilities and people out there. The goal is to get them to want to collaborate, yeah. give them key metrics to try and you know take advantage of, and then just yeah, congratulate you know, and, them on the wins. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the challenges too is that you know, um, vibration's been around for a long time, but there's people that that believe it. There's people that think it's weird, you know, and, and so you, it just depends on who you're talking to. And, and a lot of people, you have to earn their trust. You know, they yeah, they, like they, me, you know, it's it's squiggly lines. Yeah, you know, like well, how how can how do you know what's going on here? Um, and you know, I, I mean, I just a lot of people ask me like, what you know, what is the baseline when you when you start monitoring this this data? And I'm like, the baseline is whatever it is. You know, I mean, all there's all different types of equipment out there, and there's ISO standards for how equipment should run. You know, but you can have two of the same type of you know two pumps that are right next to each other. One might run. A little bit rougher than the other one from a little bit of cavitation or whatever and I'm not going to be throwing alarms out there for a little bit of cavitation when it's it can run like that for a long time you know and, and not have any issues you know and a lot of people are like you know they address some things they're like this, it's been running like this for years but the goal is, is is to really try to prevent unplanned downtime try to make your equipment you know last as long as possible and, and, and uh, you know just collaborate communication is really the key yeah I always get down to it. It's, it's always people. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's really never the technology to a certain extent. It's right. always the, the people and their willingness to, to have that dialogue that and embrace it, right? right. Embrace the, yeah. the necessity to make sure that. But in the world of steel, right, you better have that asset up and running. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, it, those, those programs, they must be just solid. I mean, it takes it takes it's it's definitely a change in culture depending on what facilities you're going into, where they're at with the different levels of reliability. So you really have to cater to every facility's unique, you know, current set. Well, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot, but it's 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 it, it's worth it in the long run. And everyone's going to be doing it sooner than later. It's just it's, when they're going to do uh, it. It's the way of the world to stay on top of things. I hear people all the time talk about going from. You know, preventative to predictive, but we need to get our PM program in place, and it's got to be better. But really, in the long grand scheme of things, you don't need to wait for that PM program. Just implement the new technology, start utilizing it, and bring it all together to be successful. What I get a sense, and what is exciting for me, is that there's a greater. I think that people are embracing it a little bit more. You know, I've been around in industry for some time, and it's like, yeah, we're going to be a reliability shop, and it. It falls apart like one hour after somebody says it, right? Yeah, yeah. And now we're back to reactive. And but I think nowadays, given the challenges that are taking place within the economy, boom! I think I, it's something that is time a necessity. To make a change. I agree. Yeah, it is. <gasps> Be a you leader. said the c word. 
change. <laughs> Everybody's got to do it one day. Oh, that's one thing that's about life. It's change <laughs> all the time. That's right. All right, how do people get a hold of you? Call me, Heather. So, <laughs> and AssetWatch. Yeah. AssetWatch.com. Yeah, her email is hlavero at assetwatch.com. Mine is C, as in Chris. Becker. Formerly known as Mark. At asset Ever so quickly. <laughs> yeah. We have a great sales team here to help you whenever anybody's ready to start nice. saving money and improving uptime. I love it. Look at that, man. You guys got that down pat. That's all right. right. We're going to have all the contact information for Heather and Chris out on Industrial Talk. You guys are active on LinkedIn? Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, there it is. We're going to have their LinkedIn stat card out there, too, as well. Go out to Industrial Talk. Reach out. Boom. You will not be disappointed with these two professionals. All right. We're broadcasting once again from SMRP 31's annual conference. It's bigger, better, stronger, faster than it has ever been. And it is time. It is time for you to be engaged, so go out to smrp.org. Be a part of the solution and not just listen, be a part of it because they have it all out there at smrp.org. So make it happen. We're going to wrap it up on the other Thank side. You. Thank you very much Thank for joining you. Industrial Great time Talk. Here. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, that's Heather, and that's Chris. That was Acid Watch at SMRP31. Again, if, you think, if you're in the business of asset management, reliability, maintenance, you need to be a part of SMRP. Go out to smrp.org. All right, Industrial Talk is a platform to amplify your voice, your industrial voice for opportunity and just solving problems and collaborating with other like-minded professionals who are truly interested in solving today's industrial challenges. Go out to Industrial Talk. Click on Connect With Me. You'd connect with me. And let's have a conversation of how you can amplify your voice on this particular platform because you need to succeed. Let's make that happen. Be bold. Be brave. Dare greatly. Hang out with Chris and Heather. Change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from SMRP shortly.